The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. There are two sides to the broadcast industry. Content creators and money makers. This podcast is for that second group. Sellers, buyers, managers, anyone with an interest in business. You're all welcome here. This is Seller to Seller. Now, here's your host, Jeff Cabes. Greg Leader is the head of podcast brand partnerships with XM Sirius. He's also spent time at Westwood One in sales and partnerships and Sports USA. And he's even worked in sponsorship with Ray Hall, Letterman Auto Racing. But podcasting is where he's at now. When you look for partnerships, uh, when it comes to podcasting prospects, you know, what makes a good prospect for you that could actually be a partner? I'll tell you, you, you look for two things. You look for, you know, who do they want to reach? Um, and, you know, what, what are their KPIs? You know, what do they look like? What do they look at to show whether something is, is successful? And then we, we kind of look at what are the podcasts that we have? What is, what is the audio? Who are the personalities that we have? What is the contextual alignment that we have that really aligns in a, in a smart way <clears throat> with, with who they're trying to reach and how they're trying to reach them? Um, when you find the perfect balance there, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. And that's why, you know, I've always looked at myself as being somebody who is truly in partnerships and looking for kind of that right match and not necessarily in, in sales. Sales to me has always felt a little bit more one-sided. Partnerships really looks like, how do I, how do I bridge this connection and, and make all my partners happy? When you, when you, when you look at beyond the match, Greg, and you get, you know, certainly you identify them because you see all those characteristics that you guys should have in common. But you get down to the nuts and bolts of the approach and the give and take. What are those qualities of the buyer that matches up with you or matches up with your opportunity? We kind of think about it like who are your walkers, you know, who are your crawlers, who are your runners? And there's a little bit of uh, different levels of handholding that that take place there because, you know, I've been in podcasting now for, for seven years. It's kind of wow. like dog years. It feels like it's about 50. Wow. But um, it's still such a new medium to people, even though it's been around for more than a decade. And so when you are an advertiser like, say, Stamps.com or Squarespace, you know, that we automatically think of like, oh, they've been in podcasting for a long time. You know, those are your runners who really have it down. They, they kind of know what they're looking for. They know what's performed well in the past. And so they have a good sense of what's going to perform well for them in the future. When you talk about a newer advertiser who maybe is familiar with radio and is evolving into podcasting or is coming off of digital, you know, and, and social media and thinking about, well, you know, I'm seeing a lot of podcasters who are now on YouTube, uh, you know, really thinking about where they've been and where they want to go. Um, and then the other thing that I, I really think about Jeff is where's their good match from, from the host perspective, you know, that's such a unique piece of, of podcasting. Mm -hmm. One of the first campaigns that I ever did was with Bill Simmons and you know, Bill used to talk about the fact that he used to do so much of his writing up in Boston at Dunkin' Donuts. And so I reached <laughs> out to the folks at Dunkin' Donuts, you know, didn't know those folks then. And I reached out to him and I said, you know what? This is a guy that loves your brand. This is a guy that tweets about your brand. This is a guy that has a personality that is largely crafted around his connection with Dunkin'. The last thing that we want, the last thing that he wants, the last thing that you want is him reading ads for for another brand like like Starbucks or like Tim Horton. And so how do we create that that connection that is so obvious and makes so much sense? And when I tell you the ads that he did, Jeff, for Dunkin Donuts, the first right. campaign that we did, 
the the feedback that we got on Twitter, um, you know, the things that that Bill talked about, you know, how when his mom was going through a divorce and he would go to his uncle's house, his uncle would drink Dunkin' Donuts and he would think about, you know, the day when he'd be old enough to go to Dunkin' Donuts and get that coffee and stir it the way his uncle did. Really, really powerful, really uh-huh. personal and really sets it apart from, OK, here's your content. Now we're going to build a wall. We're going to run some pre-produced ads and we're going to come back to your content. It really made the ad messaging authentic content itself. Talk to me about the transition to Sirius XM. How was that different when you you know, were working with Westwood One where you were in affiliate relations and sponsorships, you're working with a lot of broadcast stations, and now you're you're seven years in podcast and on satellite. I mean, that's a lot of new media for some people who are out selling, you know, terrestrial radio. Yeah, you know, I I look at audio as audio. And so for me, you know, how people are listening and where people are listening, uh, that's changed a little bit over time and it will continue to. Uh, you know, but what it comes down to is uh, audio is always going to be a big part of folks' lives. To me, uh, you know, some of the great pieces of of now being a part of of the team over at SXM Media and SiriusXM is the great connection they've got with talent, um, the great connection they've got with with advertisers, and the history that they have evolving newer forms of audio. You know, when when I think back, and I know you can remember these days, there used yeah. to be Sirius and there used mm-hmm. to be XM. Mm-hmm. And they brought all those talented folks and all the talented talent itself. Think about folks like Howard Stern along with them, um, you know, and and they've evolved it. When you think about Pandora, which is part of the SiriusXM and SXM media family, you know, 10 years ago, that was a new medium streaming audio. And now it's really evolved to a place where they've got it pretty good when it comes down to the measurement and attribution and how they partner with these advertisers. Podcast is kind of that next thing. And so working with a team of talented folks who have been able to scale and evolve new audio mediums is an amazing place to be as we're growing the podcast landscape. Let's talk about strategy. You're not the only one in the podcast space, as we like to put it. Uh, Give us a feel for how what you're doing with SiriusXM and XM Media is different than, say, iHeart's approach. One of the things I identify not being in it is that they've got a lot of unsold airtime where they can promote their their podcasting properties, which to me is one of the greatest advantages of all. Yeah, Jeff, how do you know that they've got so much unsold uh, airtime? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 we all do. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No. And, and listen, I mean, you know, I, I used to work in terrestrial radio and you do have a lot of those, you know, run of network 6A to, you know, to 6A. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so there is a lot of promotional time. And I think that, you know, look, when I when I'm in New York and I'm, you know, in a taxi and I'm I'm hearing them play, it, you know, an iHeart station, they are promoting their podcast. And I think that that's really good. One thing that we share with with them and with everybody else is really growing this space. And I know you had Larry Rose in it at his yep. research on your podcast, uh, you know, a month or so ago. And, you know, Larry's talking about, wow, like, you know, year over year, more and more people are listening to podcasts. And so now you've got over 4 million podcasts that are out there. And so if you've got an interest, there's a podcast. Mm-hmm. Going back to our sports radio days, you know, you think about those shows that were buried on Saturday and Sunday mornings, right. you know, for soccer. the wrestling fans, wrestling, for yeah. the soccer fans, sure. you know, for the outdoorsmen. Now these are like giant podcasts in the in the sports you know category that connect with people all across the world who share these interests. So the fact that we are growing the podcast space, 
you know, iHeart's doing it in a different way than Spotify is. Spotify is more about like, hey, come listen on Spotify to Spotify exclusive shows. We're we're a little bit more similar to to iHeart where we're saying, look, we we believe in this op- open ecosystem. But the other thing that that we've got that I'm I'm so thrilled about is mm-hmm. we've got satellite, we've got streaming, and we've got podcasts. And so, however you want to connect with people across that audio landscape, um, we're able to connect with them in their cars, on their workouts, in their office, at home while they're doing the dishes. Um, so it really is the most um, portable and available types of whether it's music, whether it's talk content like Howard or whether it's podcast. I imagine there are demographic differences from listening to Larry and thinking about what you said about satellite streaming and pods when you deal with the buying community for for those three uh, spaces they would readily, they would identify real quick. Oh, I hate commercials, you know? Yeah, satellite. Yeah, streaming. I can do what I want. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I podcast. I, I listen on the subway. So there must be a pretty good connection there uh, with the, 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 the people you need the most is the podcasters and the, the ad community. Yeah, I mean, you know, and when you think about the ads specifically, um, you know, ads uh, on podcasts are skippable. And so it really puts an emphasis on us to make them great. Uh, I know I mentioned to you earlier, the first advertisers in podcasts, Squarespace and ZipRecruiter and Stamps.com, they're still advertising in podcasts 10, 12 years later. Wow. And these are advertisers who are direct response. Uh, they know exactly what the performance is. They can compare it to different types of mediums, terrestrial radio, the satellite, to, to Facebook and, and Twitter. Uh, and and they can evaluate, you know, the the return on that investment because those ads are skippable. We need to do a really good job at them. And, and the performance is showing that that podcasts really are. And so it's our job. And we've got a team of copywriters to work on with the hosts and to work with our partners to make sure that we're getting the, the message across and we're doing it in a strong way that 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 are keeping listeners engaged and preventing them from skipping those ads. If they don't hear the ad, um, then there's no value at all to to the consumer. And so the fact that these ads that are skippable are not being skipped and are performing as well as they are certainly tells you something about this medium. Let's talk about branded podcasts. And I don't know, tell me your thoughts about that, your involvement with it. Uh, do you pursue companies and offer that as something like iHeart does where we'll produce it? You know, let's talk about a suite of advertising you can do. What, what are your thoughts in that space? It's interesting. So I think about it a couple of different ways. And and I've been very fortunate to work with several brands that have created their own podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is it is tough and it is tougher than it has ever been. And the reason why is there's so much out there competing for our ears. So when you create that that podcast and as an example, Trader Joe's has done a, a really good job of, of one. But Trader Joe's doesn't really advertise to other places. So if you're a Trader Joe's fan, you're getting your Trader Joe's content there whereas you can't get it really anywhere else. But if you are, uh, you know, a brand, say you're a, a big box store and you are creating your own branded podcast, you're not only competing with anyone else who's got a branded podcast, but you're you're competing with Mark Marin and you're competing with, you know, Conan O'Brien and you're competing who both have podcasts. And you're also competing with, you know, Rihanna and Bruce Springsteen and everything and Terrestrial Radio and everything else that competes mm-hmm. with, with your ears, Jeff, my ears on any given basis. And so an infomercial isn't going to work because mm-hmm. no one wants to listen to an infomercial. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is 
you're starting at zero downloads. You have no downloads. Whereas Conan has millions of downloads and Mark Marin has millions of downloads and Oprah has millions of downloads. And so going from zero to one to 100 to 1,000 to 10,000 is really, really tough. So you have to think as a brand, are you better off connecting your, your brand with somebody like Conan who already has that audience of millions and millions of, of folks? Or do you want to start at one and then get to 100? And then how do you promote yourself to get to 1,000 when you're competing against not only 4 million other podcasts that are out there, but anything else that could be challenging for that time with, with your ears? There will always be brands that, that will say, we don't care about that. We just want to tell our story. And right. I totally am aligned with that. And I think that's great. But there's always going to be somebody in that organization who's going to measure the effectiveness of that 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 campaign and that production and, and that podcast based on the number of people who download it. And so when you think about the biggest podcasts out there that are doing millions and you tell that person that, hey, great news, we got 1,700 downloads, it's not going to sound so impressive to them. Right. So, uh, so I think you really have to think again, what are the KPIs for a specific campaign, you know, and ultimately, you know, how important is it, is it that you're reaching a large audience? And if it is super important that you reach a large audience, sometimes starting from zero downloads and telling your own story isn't the best way. Sometimes the better way is to grab on tight, you know, hold on tight to that, that podcaster that's already been out there and, and has, has amassed that huge audience. You know, Larry's talked about this from Medicine Research about how many people under 34 are getting their audio about sports from podcasts, and it's over the 50% threshold. And I wonder what research you guys cite or think about and how quickly in the future will that be the way people get their audio? They don't hang around with radio stations. They don't, their car has been changed in terms of the connectivity available to it, which is still a radio domain. And maybe that's when it'll change. Well, do you get there or what are your thoughts on it? I have to tell you, Jeff. So I, I grew up commuting, uh, commuting, uh, you know, 20 years ago, my first job at Westwood, I had, you know, an, uh, an hour plus commute in the morning driving to and from DC. And I used to listen to an hour of the sports junkies. And then I would get out of my car. You know, I wasn't listening in my office. I had calls I had to be on. I, sure. I had meetings I had to be in. Um, and then I would start listening the next morning when I got in my car. And I'd listen to them from, you know, 730 to 830 in the morning. Um, I don't know too many people who can listen to a three-hour morning show or, right. or even folks that, that no longer have commutes. And so, you know, the landscape has, has really changed from when we were kind of captive in our cars for a mm -hmm. long period of time. And we were listening to that content on the ad sales side. If we can talk about that for a second, that used to kind of frustrate me when I was in the terrestrial radio business was, so I got out of my car at 830. If an ad ran at 842, I didn't hear it. If content ran at 842, I didn't hear it. And it sure. was lost forever. And so now what you have with podcasts is you have the ability to really make it portable on the listener's time. So if you've got a three hour broadcast or you've got an hour long broadcast, they can listen to it on their way driving to work. They can listen to it on their way coming home from work. They can listen to it as the last thing that's in their ears before they go to bed. The content creator puts it out there and they say, if you want to listen to the sports junkies and you want to do it at four different times and four different places across the day, you can do that. And so I think that really works better with a, a millennial audience. I think it works better with a Gen Z audience, but it also works better for me. And I'll tell you something. I used to be in radio play-by-play -play working for Westwood One, and yeah. I I love listening to 
Howard David and Boomer Esiason. But I'll tell you something. You know, the other day, I, the, uh, the the Bengals were playing the the the, the Chiefs. Great game. Right. And I'm, I'm watching it at home, and I've got to go pick up my 13-year-old kid. In the past, that would have driven me crazy. I would have had to look up the, the AM dial, figure out where it's running, you know, in Cincinnati, where, where I'm located right now. You know what I did? I was watching at home on, on YouTube TV. Okay. Um, I went immediately to my phone on YouTube TV, and I was listening as I'm driving to pick him up to Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Yeah. And as much as I love those great radio broadcasters, the flexibility of being able to take that same broadcast that I was watching and listening in, in to, to it in my car is exactly what we're seeing people do now where all these uh, podcast hosts are running their stuff on YouTube. And while there might be video that's playing in the background while we're driving or our eyes are doing other things, we still have the ability to listen where we watch. And so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be harder and harder for terrestrial radio to compete for those ears because fewer people know how to, to get those broadcasts. And again, those broadcasts need to be on their time and on the go. Before I get to you giving an opportunity to people to think about some advice you want to offer in case they haven't made the transition to podcast sales, you mentioned something to me about doing your own podcast that I think is pretty interesting. <laughs> After listening to you here for almost 20 minutes, I can't imagine you coming from the North Pole. So <laughs> how does that work? Your own little podcast. Well, you know, I mentioned there being 4 million podcasts and uh, I have created my own podcast, which is a daily podcast for kids December 1st through the 25th uh, as Santa Claus. Uh, I, I should say, I shouldn't say as Santa Claus. I yeah, get, yeah. I'm very fortunate to work with Santa Claus to produce his podcast from the North Pole. And so one of the great things about podcasts is you, you, you don't need a fancy broadcast studio. It's something you can do right from your study as he does. And so he answers letters from kids. Uh, he talks about what's going on and he answers questions that sometimes we as parents, Jeff, don't necessarily know the answer to. Uh, like, for example, if you don't have a chimney, how does Santa Claus deliver those gifts? And, and I'll give you another stumper that I know a lot of us parents are, are, are dealing with is, you know, we know Santa's first name, of course, is Santa, it's Santa Claus. You know, what is Mrs. Claus's first name? You know, nobody knows the answers to these tough questions. And so... Uh, you know, I've been very fortunate to work with Santa and to help him answer a lot of these questions for children across the world. How has that gone for you? I mean, you must love doing it, A, but B, that's pretty damn smart. It, it's gone great. And, you know, I used to, as a kid, call a recorded hotline number where you yes. could, you know, you could listen to Santa. Yes. Um, and it would get changed up. And that was about 30 seconds or so. Yeah. This is oh, much oh, more. Oh. Yeah, that's right. This is much more interactive where now Santa can can respond to kids letters, Unreal. you know, deliver some really great positive messages. Uh, and again, it is a screen free form of entertainment that we as parents are always looking for what are those, you know, those forms of entertainment that don't involve our kids staring into a screen for, for three yeah, or four Give it a shout out how they would find that if they have kids and they want them to listen to this. What's it called or how do they? Yeah. Find it? So it, it it's called Santa's Podcast. It's a it's a very creative, creative name. Uh, it is available wherever people listen to podcasts. And uh, and yeah, it's it's something that uh, that he and I update, uh, you know, every day leading up to the holidays. But I will tell you that more than just being able to work with Santa Claus, and he's as great of a person as you would think he would be, it's given me a great look on the other side of the mic. You know, right now I, I work with so many advertisers, but to see the perspective from the host, from the editor, 
from the publisher, from the promotion side has been incredibly valuable for me as well. All right. Let's get back to that advice. Um, you've traveled all over the country. You're, you're, you work with all the, the leaders in this. So somebody's out there listening, uh, Greg, and they say, you know what? I've heard this caves guy talk to all these podcast people saying this is where it's at. This is the future. Um, some have told me, for example, Greg, especially people who have relationships in the media community with advertisers, they can take them to this next generation. Uh, what's your best advice and, and who are those good prospects to to grow the ad sales uh, for podcasting? Yeah, when I first got into podcasting, I was a radio guy. And the question that I asked the person who hired me, I said, well, you know, I'm I'm kind of a I, I, my experience has been in radio. And he said nobody in this industry has more than three years of experience selling podcasts. You know, that was seven years ago. And so, you know, what I would say to folks now is audio sellers are audio sellers. If you have been selling radio and you're passionate about audio, there is a place for you in podcasting. You know, it is, it is an evolution of how people are listening to great content that folks have been putting out for decades and decades and decades. Uh, they're now just receiving them on their phone, on demand, on the go. But selling great content is selling great content. And again, it comes down to finding what is that great connection with the the content slash host, um, the listener, and what that and and the advertiser and who they're looking to reach and how they're looking to reach them. Great sellers can sell podcasts. Um, you know, it's something that is is teachable. What's not teachable is to be a great seller all the time, you know. And so so that we look for people who are who are personable who thrive and are passionate about creating those connections and who truly love audio. Fantastic. Well, I don't want to keep you from Santa's workshop. You probably have to get going with Santa's <laughs> podcast. Yeah. 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 As we barrel on down to December 25th and, and, and then you'll be really busy. Thank you so much for joining us. You did a great well, job, Greg. Jeff, thank you. I, I, I did see the list from the North pole and I did see that you are on, on the nice list. So I, I was, I was really pleased to see that. I, I asked Santa before I hopped on here. So, uh, it's going to be a very Merry Christmas for you and, and hopefully for the rest of your, your listeners. All right. Thanks to Greg Leader for joining me here on Seller to Seller. You can find more information on Greg, of course, on the Santa's podcast, if Santa wants to talk about him, or on LinkedIn. Review and subscribe to this Seller to Seller pod. Pass it along. It's how we grow it. Email me, jeffkays54 gmail.com with interview requests. Check barrettsportsmedia.com. You can listen to all my past pods. And you can also read weekly sales columns. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Seller to Seller with Jeff Caves. Each episode is available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and most podcasting platforms. To stay in touch with Jeff, follow him on Twitter at Jeff Caves and read his sales columns on BarrettSportsMedia.com.